think I think it was when I ran that run, I had come home from Liverpool. So I'd been running with all those guys and when I ran that 15 minutes for the 5k, I'd also come home from being out with those guys. And that one stands out, my 5k stands out more than anything because I was training with that group and I started, as I say, when I started out with them, I was finishing like one from the back and as the weeks moved on I was three from the back and then I was five from the back and I was like, I'm moving up, I'm doing alright. And a few of those guys come over, it's, it was in the RMAF 5k and a few of them come over and they were all targeting 1440, 1445 and the guys that were targeting it, I'd been finishing round them in the sessions so I'd come home thinking, happening tonight and I run 15, 20 or something and I remember taking my shoes off and firing them away and thinking, <laughs> I'm disgusted at myself, 15, 20 <laughs> and in hindsight when you look back you're like, and that night I finished, I think in that race there was only maybe four people behind me like, That's Michael Fox and this is the Inspirational Runners Podcast. That was your first marathon. First one, yeah, yeah, ever. You know, and friggin'. I was mad, it was weird, that's what I said to the wife, like, I was like, I'm running my whole life and I was so nervous before it, you know? Like, mm. and I was like, I don't even know what I'm nervous for, you're obviously not gonna win, you're not competing with anyone, you're not. And it was just a matter of, like, people were saying, you know, you're gonna hit a wall, a bad patch, or whatever, it's just a matter of when and how bad it's going to be, how long it's going to last, and that's what... That's Am what I going to be able to push through it? Yeah, that's what the whole nerves <laughs> was all about, and it was just a matter of when, when, like, yes, you go to other races, and you you know, you, before you know it, you're up the front, five or six, and you're like, jeez, I could, I could get this today, or it could be top three, or whatever, and then it's a race. But nerves last week, I was going, what am I even nervous for? This is just a nice run. Yeah. You know, and people going, just enjoy it. And then you meet the people, and then you're either maybe run five or six of them, and they're going, no problem, it's easy. It's easy, and you're going, two hours 40 isn't easy, like, you know, yeah. I get around and enjoy it, yeah, that, that, that'll be all right, but it's, it was a weird experience. And did you hit the wall? Yeah, bad, bad, like, I don't, at 18, I was hoping for in around 20 mile, 21 mile, and I was aiming to get to 20 mile in two hours, so that was my six minute mile, you know, yeah. and I didn't want to pay too much attention to the watch, because I was running with a teammate of mine, so I was like, he's pretty good, he's running 241 this year, so we knew... And let him do the work. Let him do the work and pretty much did, but then I got so excited in the whole thing. <laughs> I was I was running five metres ahead of him, you know, and he was like, Foxy, come back, you're okay. And I was like, But look at this, and look at this. <laughs> I was so excited and on it, but and then before I knew it, each mile was five seconds quicker, eight seconds quicker. Then I got to 16, 17, I was like, Wow, I've got the 17 mile, I'm still yeah. feeling great here. And I, I just remember a slight little incline somewhere. And I just was like, oh, my legs got a wee bit heavy there. And it was nothing major. I was just like, oh, no, is this it coming now? <laughs> and I was thinking, <clears throat> is it going to take a mile or so to arrive here? 18 and a half mile, that was it. I was like, ah. Oh. And it wasn't wasn't so much trouble that you're like, oh, that's me, race over. But I knew yeah. things were going to have to change. Like I So <clears throat> I don't do a little bit of research online, right? And I put your name in last night. And unless you turn into a werewolf at night, no, <laughs> you know, it wasn't you, like, yeah, there's no Jane, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which I laugh when I've seen that come up. That was yeah. a blast from the past, yeah. But I did find a website which showed you your times, yeah. 
and I don't know what it's called. It's a new runner miles flight I've seen. It tracks runners and gives you a handicap. Uh, What's that called? Well, there's one there, par of 10. You can go on yeah, there and it gives you... Oh, it wasn't par of 10. This is one that gives you a handicap and it shows your performance. Have you seen oh, it? No, no, no. Yeah, I was thinking, I was wondering, had you seen it? I must send you that no. link because you've yeah. got a handicap of eight right. based on your performance. Is that any good? No. Well, I couldn't find me on it, so it must be. <laughs> <laughs> what does it start at? <laughs> but the strange, the intriguing thing about it was, you know, 2010. Yeah. And I showed, I wrote something in the Times then on it. So five miles around 29 minutes 47. Yeah. And it showed great performance in 2011, you're on fire. Like, yeah. you know, you're running like 33 minute 10Ks yeah. and things like that. And then you sort of just disappeared. Like, yeah. You know, anybody was tracking you. I went to Australia for yeah. a few years. What, yeah. what age were you then? Uh, before you went to Australia in 2010? You were 25. Uh, yeah, in 2010, well, that's eight years ago. So it wasn't even, I was 20, 24, 25 when I went to Australia, yeah. So those, time, those times were phenomenal, like 2011, so like 15 minutes, sort of 5 k Just outside 15, yeah. And 33, it was actually 33.03. Yeah. That's a bit of a bitch, that. <laughs> 83 seconds. Well, I tell you, we got over the line and it was the Joe Seeley and I was like, oh, look at this, 32.58, happy days. And we went upstairs and anyone that was there that year will tell you there was this whole argument, there was a couple of seconds out and so... <laughs> And I was like, I'm one of those people. If you've run, <laughs> if you've run 33.30, a couple of seconds doesn't matter. But I remember that day, I went, 32.58, yeah, happy days. And then I come out and the results, 33.03. I was like, ah. Oh. But, yeah, it was good. Like, it but was where good. did that come from then? Where did that base come from? That well, I, I, I started running when I was a kid, really young, like mm-hmm. seven, eight, in here in Uri. And obviously young, underage running, there was, you know, there's loads of it. There's loads of people. And then, as you get into 11, 12, 13. Was it, was it coming from schools or was it outside? Like no. AC? I, honestly, my parents sent me to so many things when I was a kid. Yeah. Piano lessons, Irish dancing, everything else. They took me then to a running club and I was like, I don't quite fancy having to go anywhere else. So I'll stick here. This will do for a while. <laughs> and as a youngster, I was, everyone's good as a youngster. You know, you hear these people, I done this and I done that. And every. You can be good, but as a youngster, I got a wee taste of being all right, you know, under mm-hmm. age, under 11s and 12s and 13s. But and, and where, what, where was that being? Where did you measure that feeling good? So you're obviously running really well. Was it in school or was it like athletic? Uh, both. I was part of a little club in your uh, Cannon Burke, you call it. And they took you to wee competitions every week. Like, so I was uh, getting, right. you know, wee placings there. And then obviously, as I went into high school, then. Um, my high school at the time, I don't think I'd taken anyone to our school's competition. So we went through going to County Down schools and the Ulster schools and the Irish schools. And I got two Irish schools medals in, in high school, in St. Joseph's High what School. What distance was that? Uh, over 800 and 1500. Yeah, so that was a big achievement. Like the Irish schools is massively, yeah. especially as a teenager. Um, so what did you think when that was happening then? Did you think that was, that was sort of... Do you ever think it was like a career path in that Yeah, I really did. I don't know whether I was young and naive or, you know, there was a lot of guys at that stage and that age and you were looking at fellas a few years older, you know, as they were breaking into late teens, early 20s, they were doing well. Turns out now, 15 years later, it was the guys that were coming sixth and seventh and eighth in these races that are all doing really well now, you know. But at that time, yeah, as a youngster, I did think, I did think I could have done well out of it, but it's tough. It's tough as a youngster. It's tough mm-hmm. as a teenager. 
you know, any sport. So many distractions. Yeah, yeah of 16, course. 16, 17, yeah, 18. Yeah, driving in cars and drinking. I didn't <laughs> yeah. drink till I was 25, so I can't blame the drink. But, yeah, it is. And 10, 15 years, 20 years ago now, probably. It's not cool to be 17, 18, 19 and be spending your mornings out running mm-hmm. and your evenings out running, you know. And how, how much do you think that base sort of stood by you then? Because oh, you think it's, it gets ingrained into your muscle memory and it's a matter of just reawakening it? I think so. I don't mm. know. Um, it seems to be. I think so, it? yeah. yeah. You look at quite a lot of people over the years you know, that have come and gone. I seem to have a pattern. I actually looked at it the other day myself and I was like, I ran well in 2000, I think it was like six or seven. Then it disappeared, as you say. <laughs> then I come back again in like 10, 11, 12. Had a good few years. And then it disappeared again. And now we're in 2018. I'm trying to start another bit. And I was like, that's a six-year pattern. I don't want it. I don't <laughs> want this six-year yeah. gaps. Like, But I definitely do think, yeah, it is. It's 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 in you. It stands by you anyway. Yeah. If you're getting at that young age, especially in 10, 11, sort of 12. Yeah. You pass that sort of growing stage. Yeah. Really, doesn't it? When you look at the likes of the Brownlee brothers, like yeah. you sort of kicked in at that age. Yeah. Well, if, if you look at any of the guys in Northern Ireland and Ireland at the minute that are running well, you know, yeah. they've all been at it a long time. There's a handful of people, yes, that have taken to it in a later age. That have maybe got a base somewhere else as well. Like Cycling or something. Or something. Yeah, else, some sort of sport. Yeah. It pains me when I see these Gaelic players coming like. 36, 37 haven't run before in their lives and they're yeah. smashing my times like <laughs> this never goes away I had this in high school going to county down schools and winning three years in a row and in your fourth row this guy comes past in Gaelic shorts Gaelic socks yeah. football boots and from when I was 15 every year in life there's always some fella that pops in from another sport and goes by you or takes over and you do think to yourself I'm training X amount of hours a week here. This guy's just come off of football pits, but that's raw talent. Yeah, there's two completely different athletes or whatever, mm. you know. And there's people who are a little bit talented and work hard. There's people who are very talented, don't have to work quite as hard. I suppose it's mm. finding your own balance, yeah. isn't it? And what what type of training were you doing back then in two thousand and eleven? Then to try and crush those times out. Were you consistently sort of driving those times out around that time? Yeah. Um, like, do you hold I'm, pace really well? Like. I don't know. I don't think I do. No, <laughs> over over maybe ten k. I always I always have this thing where you can only run into so much trouble, like you know. And the the training I've been doing the same training all the time. The man that coaches me, Dermot Kerr, he he's just this black and white. Mm. You know, you do your mileage. Here's a handful of maybe four or five different sessions, and nothing really veers off it. Like yeah. do you know, and so break down those sessions. That I'm interested. Yeah. Well, most of the time we're running, we're trying to aim towards five and 10k races. Yes, you go up into 10 mile, half marathon, but nearly all the, the sessions are based over 10k. So you'll have 10 by a k off a minute recovery. You'll have six by a mile off a minute recovery. There's a 20 by 400 session off a minute recovery. So those, you're, you're covering your distance in that session yeah. and you're you tend to run for those reps you tend to run the pace that you're wanting to race at. I, think, I think that's the great secret a lot of people don't do especially people that are new into running and i know like i took a coach on the first time and i started doing intervals with a one minute recovery a two minute recovery yeah. 
you train your body to run at that pace. That's right. Yeah. It's it's not a problem taking a break in between. Yeah. And you're still getting your mileage and you're still getting the pace. At the end of your session, you've ran like six, seven miles at that yeah. pace. Yeah. And that really sort of brings you on, doesn't it? Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. The sessions, and it's the it's a recovery too because you know as you if if you get to the point of doing ten bk of a sixty second recovery, you'll find yourself when you first start to do that session at a point of the year. You'll let the minute run out and then you'll reset your watch. You're probably more into a minute 10, a minute 15. Mm-hmm. As the year goes on or as you get closer to certain races, you're, you're wanting the watch right back on 54 seconds. It should be reset and started yeah. and gone. So you find yourself that as you go into a race, you know, you come through 1K, 2K, 3K. Right, I'm hitting a bit of a bad spot here. You're, you can bring it back a small yeah. bit and the body recovers real quick. I think that's... Mm-hmm. To me, anyway, if you can get those recoveries down and train them, obviously when you get into a race, there could be a slight downhill, there could be a bunch in front of you that you can just take a wee step back in the space of 20 seconds. It's almost a mental thing as well, isn't it? Like you sort of think to yourself, right, I'm going to drop back a wee bit here. Yeah. And you've, you've done it for like 10 seconds. And you think to yourself, did I even slow down? I don't even yeah, go. Yeah. But you recover. Yeah, very, very quickly. Yeah. 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 And I think the intervals help that. Yeah. They definitely do. Like, yeah. so. so see when you were doing that then 5K... I keep talking about 2011. Can you think of any sort of like, because 33 minutes for normal time, the CD Cup, like, can you think of races, any races sort of sticks out in your mind? Back uh, then was like, wow, that was phenomenal. Like, No, and I don't, I still don't think any of those times are phenomenal, really. Yeah. Like, you know, you look at 33 minutes, you go over to, I did a spell in Liverpool and I was training with a group over there and they used to think it was great running 33 minutes here went over to Liverpool and was part of a group of 16 or 18 lads and I was the last, every night in training, I was the last mm. person over the line. <laughs> and there's races over there, like Leeds Abbey Dash, and they, you could run 33 minutes, you'd be lucky to make the top 100. Yeah. You know, so some people listen to you, you know, and they think 33 minutes is great running. you got to, I suppose, keep looking at it. Mm. So look at, look at Northern Ireland at the minute, Ireland at the minute, you've, so many lads running yeah. 31s, 32s are normal enough at this stage now. Like. And do you have that here then? If you're running 33 minutes here, because that's a trap you have to be careful of, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you're the person out in front running 33 minutes and you think you're great all the time, yeah. you might be better off in that group when you're at the back. I was at, at that time. I, 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 think, I think it was when I ran that run, I had come home from Liverpool. So I'd been running with all those guys. And when I ran that 15 minutes for the 5k... I'd also come home from being out with those guys. And that one stands out. My 5K stands out more than anything because I was training with that group and I started, as I say, when I started out with them, I was finishing like one from the back and as the weeks moved on, I was three from the back and then I was five from the back and I was like, I'm moving up, I'm doing all right. And a few of those guys come over. It's, it was in the Armagh 5K yeah. and a few of them come over and they were all targeting 1440, 1445. And the guys that were targeting it, I'd been finishing round them in the session. So I'd come home thinking, 14.45's happening tonight. And I run 15.20 or something. And I remember taking my shoes off and firing them away. And thinking, <laughs> I'm disgusted at myself, 15.20. <laughs> and in hindsight, when you look back, you're like, and that night I finished, I think, in that race, there was only maybe four people behind me. Like, wow. You know, 15, when I look now, 15.20's great running. Yeah. But at that time, I was chasing 14.40, 14.45, mm-hmm. took the shoes off, went off in a huff, didn't happen. 
Because you, you set a very high standard for yourself, don't you? Yeah. I did see the little tiny interview on Independent. Yeah. And I was like, well, how'd you get on? Yeah, well, I was gone for the 240, you know, but yeah. sure, I'll take 240 and a few seconds. <laughs> I wasn't happy, you know, when people, there's only one or two people who wrote to me saying, I, I can see why you're not happy, mm. you know. And you don't want to sound, you know, of course, people, and anyone would be happy with 240. I said to the wife on the red down the road, I set my targets and I try and make them, you know, so, and she had said, so 240 that's what you're going for I was like no 239.59 we'll come home happy 240.01 yes it'll still be alright but so that's what happens when I come home and afterwards I was like oh, I'm not really happy you know didn't go as planned and this and that after a week or so of yeah. sitting back on it it's a decent debut like it's sets the challenge up again doesn't it really it's, it's getting that 10 number as well like so I'm a 330 runner yes. I ran 330 30. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, <gasps> by around 3.29.27, it's like, yes. But the difference it makes, it less than like, it could have been 3.29.59, but it's in the 29. Absolutely. So I don't really care. Absolutely. And it's so much harder to get rid of that, that 10 minutes to get back to the 19. Yeah, big 10. You know, so that's the real mark, and that's why you feel that way, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I, I, okay, yeah, I am in one hand disappointed, but mm. that's, that's what drives you, you know? Yeah. A wee bit of disappointment and setting. Not on rate. It's almost a good thing for your marathon, though. Of course, for any running, set. for any running, of course it is. Like, you but know, because if you just got it, I made a left. Doesn't come easy. Yeah, I exactly. I <laughs> says that'll do. I've I've done that. See you later. But no, definitely not. I'm I'm going for it now. Like, yeah. definitely. Um, you see the MR five K then. Yeah. So that's a bit of a sweet spot for you. The five K sort of pace, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I like it. Um, the RMA is obviously my club, so that race mm-hmm. means a lot to me as well. Like. Um, but yeah, that's a phenomenal you. fast race, isn't it? Crazy, like, crazy. We we had Zach Hanner on there a couple yeah, of weeks ago, yeah. and he's like fifteen thirty eight something. He was one hundred and seventy first. Yeah, I couldn't stop laughing at it. Like you know, know. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, you know, you you run fifteen twenty fifteen thirty, and you look behind you at the finish line, and you might have three or four people behind yeah. you, and those times it get you great results. So how, how do you attack five k? Um, I think all the races are the same. You know, you set out at whatever your target. Mm-hmm paces or your target goal 5k is very different because you're you're walking a tightrope like you're you're do you breathe ah oh, your legs <laughs> just about your legs are carrying you you know at a, at a you're borderline going as quick as you can mm-hmm. and th- you know people will look at it and think it's only three miles you know especially i target i'm going to target that again this year so coming off a marathon your average person will look and say what sure you done 26 it's fine mm-hmm. you know but the legs of arm are you know, it's it's a matter of getting in. It's a mad race. It's mad fast. Just trying to get in and hang on, hang on yeah. without blowing up, basically. And people think it's mad saying you can blow up over five k. You can you can blow up over a k if you do it the wrong yeah. way. Like, do you hold on to people or do you just run your own race? Um, <clears throat> any year I've done it, I've been trying to hang on to mm. someone or some group. You know, you maybe pick out a few lads that you've seen during the year run whatever time. And you, you sort of try and keep your your eyes on them and, and it is it's a, it's a very very fast race so it's very easy to go through too quick yeah. you know we've come through the first k a couple of times and yet the guy's shouting 251 252 and you're like i'm 10 seconds too quick already like yeah. you know but most, generally most people do that with like 5k like yeah. even like my 5k is only like 19 minutes flat like 
and you're on the night with Carlingford and you're looking at your watch and going like 602 the first my like right. shit yeah 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 like how many times did you do that <laughs> nearly every time <laughs> nearly every except Dublin Dublin was the first time there went up the first mile and as we were approaching the mile marker I was panicking and looking around and I was like oh 616 oh my god <laughs> we're going for six minute mile here first one 616 my, my teammate turned around he was like Calm down. Yeah. Long, long way to go to make up fifteen seconds. Yeah, you know? less than a second a mile. Like. Yeah, but sure. In the long run, I was twenty six seconds off my target, which was less than a second a mile. So that was playing in my head as well. But yeah, five k's are good. They're a nice mm-hmm. race, like they're nice. But I think you need to be a certain type of runner, you know, to be yeah. at that. It's a totally different sport, five totally. k and marathon distance. Yeah. Like. So even when Mo Farah went. Having done the 5k and 10k, yeah. people that aren't runners don't really appreciate how good no. that was like tennis and cricket. Oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, like to exactly. go out and win, win 5k and then do the same because oh. you have to focus so much on that particular race to get to beat everybody else, obviously. Right. You know, yeah. so yeah, and when you're so you see, when you go back to building again, do you find it an advantage then to strip it right back again and then start? building from the 5k no um my makeup and my type of person if i when i come away from running at all i put on so much weight mm. my diet's terrible my weight goes through the roof and so for me when i start back it's always hard it's a hard slog because i'm carrying weight i'm picking up we niggles and injuries i'm out and i'm trying to do 10 mile loops that I've done for years mm. with three stone extra weight on me I'm going to the odd little race and you're looking around and going you used to be this guy by minutes and this guy by minutes and they're all going past me so mentally and physically yeah. anytime I've tried to start back it's been very very hard like very hard that is hard work like isn't it like when I, I ran the marathon there's the same 330 yeah. runner yeah. and I ran at 440 yeah. you're not mess and you're like and everyone's asking your time and you're like not where I'm at at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, still, start, it's still really hard to absorb it at the beginning, isn't it? Like Big time. I found it very hard. Um, and that was my reason for picking a marathon this year. I've never had an interest in marathon in my life. Never. Mm. Not the build of a marathon runner. And I don't have the background of long running. So I picked it this year just to lose weight. Just mm. to, right, I know if I'm doing that, I've got six months, I need to do X amount of miles. And then I just, at the start, I, I said I was going to try and run three hours like so to run three hours I would have needed to get my weight down I would have needed to run so many miles a week and that's what because weight does make a big difference there's massive, no doubt about yeah, it. like yeah. all my PBs are at my what I call my run weight yeah. which is actually my lowest weight yeah, <laughs> ever yeah, like you absolutely, know yeah. it's not a coincidence like they're all hitting at that point you know yeah, definitely because even like seven eight pounds it's like three bags of sugar so put three bags of sugar on a belt and try and run your hardest like for that length of time. Okay, now it was carrying a gel around Dublin, never <laughs> yeah. made a bag of sugar. <laughs> so, what sort of weight were you then around 2012 before you went to Australia? Because you're uh, running for no more time. I so. was, and I was 10 and a half stone to be exact. Mm. Is that your race weight? No, it's not, <laughs> because two days before Dublin, I weighed myself and I was 10 too. Oh. So, I had got it down and I, I said to the wife, I said, like, I'd like to maybe hit 10 stone here before this marathon and then I says no you're going to get obsessed here yeah. so when I was running those times I was I was 10 and a half I would sit around um, and there last week two days before I was 10 too but again totally different running you know you, yeah. 
I really, I really tried to concentrate on everything there for Dublin. Because your half, your half marathon time was seventy four minutes. Yeah, which is, that was quite too. What race was that? Uh, well, I've done seventy four minutes in two thousand and eleven or twelve. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, which was in Uri, and then I'd done seventy four minutes there a few weeks ago in Dublin as well. Yeah. Um, I think there was 20 seconds in the difference of the two times. Like. Yeah, that was phenomenal. There was stuff enough we course going around. Was it still in the park? Was in it? Phoenix Park, Phoenix yeah. Park, I yeah. actually found I found it quite hard, yeah. It was hilly. Yeah. Do you know? And you were finished. Ninth place yeah. out of 9,500 people. Yeah. So how did that make you feel? Uh, once again, I come over <laughs> 74, 20 something. I was like, ah. Oh. I said, kind of yeah, blew 74, up. 29. Yeah, I blew up a wee bit. And. I blew up at like, and that sounds crazy, you know, I blew up at like 11 May. And I remember at that point thinking, oh my God, in a few weeks time I have to try and run 26 mile. And I've just blew up at 11. What's happened here? And I got over the line and my, myself and my coach, we went that day and we, he, he said, right, we'll go for 75 minutes. Anything under, it's a bonus. But when I was coming round and I come through 10 mile, I come through 10 mile in 56.04, I think. And I looked at him and told, shouted my time at him and he was like, that's good, that's good. And within the next mile, I fell apart. So I lost time, you know. At that point, I was like, oh, I'm going to run 73 something here today, maybe 73 low. And it just fell, it, it all just blew out of the way within a mile. So I hung on, I got over the line and, and again, I was like, ah, oh, that, that didn't go well. You look at the time and people were like, oh, that's a good run. Yeah. But on that day, it didn't go yeah, you'd, you'd have been delighted with that time if you didn't blow up. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's a real pain in the ass because you're like, you've a couple of miles to go. And all of a sudden it's like somebody flicks a switch and you can feel it going. You're yeah. like, oh, and then you're like, all of a sudden, what the how, how, what's happened? How did I get here? And I was in a group of six. Every, every, from mile one, there was a group of six of us. And we sort of had a wee quick chat at like mile three. And it was like, will we work together here? And everyone agreed. That's good. We're all obviously chasing the same sort of time. And at mile 8, 9, 10, I looked and I was like, right, at what point am I going to leave these guys? And then at mile 11, there was only one of them behind me, the rest had gone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the switch has gone on the legs, but it's gone on the head here as well. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a thing with me. or You know, I, I like to hear other people talking. There's a lot of people there who do races and they don't seem to have a, a rough yeah. patch or a wall. I always ask the question in the podcast, because it's part of me as well. You yeah. know, you hit it and sometimes you fight your way through it. And I remember on a, a podcast with Gary O'Hanlon, yeah. you know, I actually had the question in my mind. I was waiting to see how he got through it. Yeah. But it was, it came evident during the podcast, he doesn't even go near it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. He's just raced the whole way and he, he doesn't have that. Bad patch. Well, the flick of the switch sort of, yeah. you know, but it might be an experience in that distance as well, you know, and maybe just not pacing as well and being stronger in the second half and maybe saving a bit of time back. Yeah, well, that's that's it too. You know, I knew last week in, in Dublin it was going to happen. Um, and you do, you speak to a lot of people beforehand and guys are giving you advice. And there's one guy, like I had loads of text messages and people, you know, wishing you well, which is lovely. Like, and some people are not runners, some people are runners. And there's one guy, Eddie McGinley, Ed McGinley from Belfast. And Ed's absolutely phenomenal runner. I watched him for years running, you know, he's a little bit older yeah. than me. And Ed gave the marathon a stab a few years ago. He ran, I think, 223 or something. Um, and he just sent me this message saying, look, you're going to hit the wall, the bad patch, whatever. 
it just remembered that as quick as it comes on you, it'll leave you. And I was, it's the only thing, the only Same message that stood out in my head. And at that time I was like, right, so that came on me over a mile. So it'll only last for a mile, do you know? And it just kept relaying it and relaying it. And it's amazing the small wee things like that. That'll Let it out. Somebody mentioned me one time, buses. See, when you hit the walls, just think of a bus. It's just going to come uh, and then it's going to go. But at that time. And then the next <laughs> bus is going to come. Yeah. But it gave me a comfort and feeling knowing it was going to go. Yeah. Whereas I remember before somebody said that to me, my first 10 marathons, I would hit mile 20 and think, shit, I can't hold this for another six miles. I'm done here. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden the walls of Jericho just fall down all around you. <laughs> you start walking and all sorts. Yeah. When actually, when you're just patient with it, and know you're just going through a rough patch. Yeah. And stay confident in that. Yeah, I'd like to, I would like to as, as I do more marathons, obviously get more confident mm. and more experienced, you know, hopefully... Like everything the other day was new. Try you know I'd only ever tried gels once before that, yeah. water and different stuff, different drink stations and everything was new. So my biggest one of my biggest worries was is the, am I going to be okay with gels? How am I going to drink out of a bottle? The two or three times I attempted it, the water went up my nose, <laughs> ran my eyes, you know. So all that went perfect last week. You know, yeah, it's just I think I just got too excited too early on. So 2012, anyway, you're you're flying, then all of a sudden you made the decision that you were really going to fly, <laughs> go yeah. to Australia. Yeah. What what made that turn? Of course, just um, sore in 24, 25, time to experience a bit of life. I have a younger brother who was in it a few years at that stage, so you were listening to reports, you know. <laughs> yeah. This is great. That's great. This is great. And myself and my wife now, so I sort of was like, God, I want to do this, and then I asked her, and she at the at first she wasn't like. She's been like, what? You want to move to the other side of the world? And it was all a bit mad, you know? Yeah. So we decided to go anyway and give it a go. And I was still running for the first while. Um, but it's a completely different life, you know? We went out there and we're working and you've got a lot more money. You've got a better lifestyle. And I remember Dermot, my coach, saying before I went out, just be careful, those guys drink every day. And <laughs> we're thinking, no, no one drinks every day. Like, <laughs> And then as you as you spent more time there, you're like people go for a walk to the shopping centre, there's bars in the shopping centres. I ran a few races over there, but not just a few ten Ks, yeah, nothing major. But it was a total change for you, like wasn't it? Because you said earlier on that you didn't drink. Yeah. You're coming up to twenty five. Yeah. And you're very focused on that and then you went over there and it was like I had drank a few times before I'd went, like obviously I don't drink a big lot at all, but yeah. when I went over there... It's just one big party when they're going over there. She's there for a couple of years. You yeah. to enjoy life. Like. And it was, it was, it was... And when I went there, I had, we knew we were going to go, yes, enjoy it, and live life a bit, but we had focused on trying to maybe save a bit of money, mm. bring it home. You know, we were always going to come home. So things, oh. things yeah. turned over there. Like, I ended up getting a job in mining work over there. Yeah which is 12 hours a day, seven days a week. I used to fly off to work for four to six weeks at a time. So I physically wasn't fit to run, like, you yeah. know, at that stage. I remember going out for three and four mile runs and being like, why am I even wasting my time here? Because like, you don't get any momentum at all. No, like. no, none at all. And it sounds terrible, but I don't really see the point unless I'm racing or yeah. unless I have some sort of goal or focus. Well, it's the same for most people as yeah, well. Yeah, like, three or four mile runs focus. were no good, like. Yeah. So I drifted into completely no running at all <laughs> and just drinking beer and eating rubbish food and 
it was quite fun. I maybe done I stalked you last night on Facebook. Lovely. And, uh, <laughs> it was great seeing you know going through Facebook. Yeah. And actually the weight gain. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? I went back to two thousand thirteen then a couple of days before you come home. Yeah, oh, massive. And you could see the weight difference. Yeah. And, you, and that's what happens, obviously. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You lose focus and everything sort of goes off, which is fine too, because you have to enjoy life. But I didn't you know see I mean? it happening. No, that nobody ever does. That like. problem. Until I came home and I met Dermot and he, he looked me up and down and he was like, what have you done to yourself? You know? <laughs> and he was really the first person. I had a few people use that line of, uh, you're, you're filling out. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Get gaining a bit of muscle here, but it wasn't. It was just huge. Like it was. Yeah. Do you know what weight you get? You hit. Eh, uh, that just over thirteen stone, I think. Yeah. Thirteen and maybe a quarter or something like. Almost three stone. Like yeah, so. yeah. But you lose a lot of muscle mass as well because you're not obviously training yeah. and things like that. What was the maddest thing that happened in Australia? In what way? <laughs> Me and Michelle didn't actually have a mad experience in Australia. The maddest thing happened in Australia was I got engaged. Yeah. But we didn't have a mad like. People say about going and backpackers and this and that. From from I started working out there, I had such a focus to get money, get home, buy a house, you know, different things like that. So everything was about about trying to do that, you know. Good start up then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we never really I don't know if it was because I went out at 25, 26, you're a bit older, you know. Yeah. My brother went out at 19, I think he was, and completely different. At 19, he was living rooftop apartment in Melbourne living it up every weekend <laughs> you know I was there thinking oh look I've saved $200 this week happy days yeah. so I had a totally we didn't have a mental but did travel a good bit around it but once we got that first 8 to 10 months out of the way then we, we both ended up working in the mine she was in the mine as well and we just put our heads down and it was very hard like because we never seen each other for 4 yeah. or 6 weeks at a time like and sometimes I was flew down on a Friday, meant to be off for a week, got a phone call on a Sunday, you need to come back. Do you know, so that was really, really hard. But So when Dermot got you when you came home then, and he's like, where's my prodigy gone? Dermot is just the best. Like, he tells it how it is. He tells you straight. And as many times as I can come away from running and back to it, I sat in those mines I hadn't run for a whole year, and I would ring him twice a week just to talk rubbish and I don't yeah. Dermot's like a father to me like it's the, for years and talk to him about everything I run everything by him everything absolutely everything he knows me inside out and upside down so when I come home he locked me up and down and he was like what are we going to do with you I was like I don't know I don't know and of course I wanted to get back running like but when did you come back 14, 15, was it? 15, 14, 15, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, and you want to get back. It's obviously, when you're in that shape, it's difficult, isn't it? The motivation and everything is really, really hard. Because you know it's going to take so much hard work to get you back. Mm-hmm. It's even close to where you were at. No worries. So how did you start the process then? Um, you took up cycling as well, didn't you? Yeah, and because I did I did try and come back running four or five times. Um, and as I say, I was too heavy and I was... I was probably doing too much. I was going out mm. and wanting to run 10 mile a day. Oh, sure, I'll only do five days a week. 50 mile a week's massive, yeah. you know. And I was doing that and then all of a sudden, if this is sore and that's sore and this is sore. And I tried, I think it was maybe two years ago, I tried to come back. Once again, too heavy. Tried, got hurt and someone had said, why don't you jump on the bike? try and do a bit of cycling and it'll get the weight down, it'll get you fit. 
So I got on the bike and started out just a few leisure spins and then I met a few guys from Newry Wheelers mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the running competitive head started to trigger back again. So to me this was cardio sport competition. Mm-hmm. That was Winner. that was enough, that would do. And I talked to that for two years then. Because you done the three day, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you must have had a good level of fitness. I was, yeah, I was all, I, I, I put my head on it. Like, you know, I did, I did do a good bit of training. Um, I learned a lot from, from the bikes, a lot. Like, I learned a lot. I even said this to the wife on the way to the marathon the other day. There's a few things that I really brought from cycling over to running. Like, but I, I loved the cycling. It was great. But and the, that club, the group of guys in it, yeah. absolutely fantastic. And it, it, it was very hard then for me to take a point and say, right, I want to go back running. And all the time, when I was out on the bike, I would see people running and I'd be looking, oh, who's that and what's he doing? And what I, he I could never, <laughs> do you know, and I'd maybe be training on the bikes and different people would be saying about running races. I still would go, what's the city every year? Armagh, 10 mile every year. I would still go to these races and people that are going to them, 15, 20 years, are you not coming back running? And I'd be like, no, no, I race bikes now. And it used to kill me, like it really did. So I've seen a photograph of you in the Dan Buster 10K. You're up watching it. Uh, yeah. Ryan Monaghan was That's there. right. Yeah. Ryan was running really, really well. Ryan's one of my best friends from a McKenna. He's a phenomenal runner. He got burnt out in New York. <laughs> Sorry about yeah. that, Ryan. Oh, he knows. He knows. But, uh, but um, like he was flying. How did you feel then? You know, I seen that photo. Well, I thought, how did he feel? Because you could see he's got a bit of weight on him now. He's yeah. now observing. Yeah. And there's Ryan, who's now his mate, who's running phenomenally. One of my best mates, and Ryan will tell you this himself. I took Ryan out a few years ago, trying to get him started running, and he was really heavy. Ryan, I think, at his heaviest to what he was at his lightest, I think there was five stone in the difference. So Jesus. I took Ryan out for like three mile, and in the three mile, he had to stop like six or seven times. And when I went off to Australia, he was sending me, God help me, send me a few messages. I ran four mile today, and I ran five mile. I remember looking and I would drop messages back and forward to him, you know, do this and try this and and he just he just got so hooked on it. And I'll tell you the truth, he'll tell you as well, whenever I come home, he texts me, he says, Well go for a run, you know, I'm running and I spent these years watching you running. Yeah. I said, Yeah, no problem. And this is God's truth. And he says, Where do you want to go? He says, I've got a lovely six mile route up around Sleeve Gullion and I'm thinking, six mile would be fine, it doesn't really matter, Sleeve Gullion would be alright. And he absolutely destroyed me, just tore me apart. And we had to walk into the Three Steps pub for a pint of water, <laughs> go to the toilet and pretty much walk back to the car park in six mile. And I went to watch him run that day. And as much as it was hard to sit back and watch, what, it's hard watching anyone run when you're in bad shape. But I was so proud of him. Like, you know, I was so happy and delighted for him to be running so well. Like, this is a guy who spent years boxing and lifting weights and to lose five stone weight and be running yeah. the times he's running you down know. to a six minute mile isn't he like below class, it even I think just to a ten yeah. miles yeah. yeah he run it around the yard for the ten mile yeah. yeah yeah so it was hard but but he went all the hammers in New York now I tell you himself like, yeah he just oh I sat in the and watched him on the tracker and I remember <laughs> yeah. just pulling my hair thinking oh no <laughs> you know but the, these things happen don't they yeah he's saying that so see when you're you're trying to come back then because the most difficult thing is accepting you're not where you got off on the ladder isn't it like yeah. so you've got off at a certain place so when you come back and you're like 10 miles you'll do that five days a week your body's not ready for that no and you're pulling niggles you really have to go right back to the bottom right don't back, you yeah and start 
taking steps. <clears throat> Talk to me about process then when you start then deciding to move back towards running itself. So you got to fitness, you lost a bit of weight during the on the bikes. Yeah. It's great cardio, it's great endurance. Yeah. It's a great way of coming back without getting injured and building strength back into yeah. your legs. <clears throat> what point then did you was there a turning point or was there a race come up that made you decide? Um not really. The bikes I enjoyed it. It was it was all right. They take an awful lot of time, massive amount of time in comparison to running. Like to be at a at a anywhere yeah. by a good standard on a bike at all, you have to put so many hours in. And I had a little child just over a year ago, so she was born, yes. and I was, she was born the same day as she was. As me, yeah, yeah, on my birthday. But uh, so at that time, she was born in August, and then. I still tried the bike for a year, you know, after that, when the, when the off-season and the bike, I tried to go out and do a bit of running back on the bike again, and then I was like, this is taking up awful time, and again, that thing in the back of my head, running, 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 I want to go back running, so I tried around the time she was born, and I had weight down, and I was running well, and the training was going well, and then I hurt myself pretty bad, I can't remember exactly what I'd done, I'd done something bad to my calf, and went to Paddy Hamilton and mm. Paddy being a runner himself as well Paddy says look you're going to have to come back to running 3 mile a day 4 mile a day yeah, that was that good was, yeah, very good at the time I was thinking I'd love to see you run 3 mile a day and see <laughs> how you cope but so I went back on the bike then for another few months and then that was when I decided I'm going to mm. run I'm going to give it a go here properly so I picked the marathon and I actually looked at a text message the other day that I had sent Dermot and it says, oh, I booked Dublin Marathon. It was in March. March this year? Yeah. So yeah. you haven't been back that long then? No, six months in total from I actually started Jesus. running. So I had this, I literally ran from here over onto the towpath and I ran five miles, two and a half out, two and a half back at, I think it was 9.45 pace. And I come in and I was in the hall, knackered. I says to the wife, I was like, how on earth am I going to get to a point of running 26 miles at any pace? So basically I had to start with that and I had to spend probably two and a half months running five mile, two days, then nothing, then five mile and done that for a week. Then the next week I would go to six mile. And it, it was the first time with Dermot as well. Dermot obviously sat down and was like, well, if you want to do this, you're going to have to just take your time. You obviously keep picking up little injuries here, there and everywhere. So we stripped it right back to five mile run a day. That was it. And it was three days a week at the start. That was six months ago, Lex. At what point did you find your pace coming back? Um, I, I, this is the truth. Every, everyone's obsessed with training and obsessed with how many miles a week you do and how many tempo runs and speed works. Wow. And I never done any speed work at all until I think three and a half months in. And my speed work wasn't anything short and fast. It was a 10 by a K mm -hmm. session or another session we do in Gosford. And... I got as far as like an hour, but every pick of speed work has never been anything drastic or anything. My runs, I've done every single run in this process with a heart rate monitor. Mm -hmm. So I've made sure to work off a certain percentage that I'm fit to run the next day again or that I'm not doing any damage or knackered. Or, yeah. So that was my biggest thing this time was a heart rate monitor and just keeping it's it It's huge, like, isn't it? That's the way I do it as well. The way I come back is I try to keep my heart rate under 145 beats yeah. and it doesn't fatigue my legs. Yeah. And you're building strong base. There's plenty of time, 
I think that's key. It's plenty of time when you come closer to the marathon yeah. to start sharpening the saw there, isn't yeah, it? Get yeah. the speed. But if you go for that earlier on, you're not going to hold that speed all the way through your training load. Definitely not. And build in those long miles. You need yeah. to build endurance first and get the strength in your legs. Yeah. And then start picking off the speed, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I, my, my focus was just trying to get a decent weekly mileage. Mm. So right up until, until now, I've only one speed work a week. And there's the short, the shortest, fastest would have been ten back here. Nothing any shorter or faster. Mm-hmm. You see people doing these up and down pyramid sessions and track sessions. I haven't set foot on the track. Everything's been on the road or. It's a simple training, really. Simple black and white. Strip it back. Mm-hmm. Strip it back. They're black and white training. Easy, slow, easy miles and simple, basic speed work. And what sort of distance were you running in a week, when in your first month, say? Same in a week, thirty. Thirty. Thirty, yeah. And then I would do a certain amount for two weeks, and then I would move it ten. I went up ten each. Mm. So I do two to three weeks of thirty, and then we go to forty. Do two or three weeks, and then go to fifty. And do you drop back a week then for a bit of recovery, I, or as I got a wee bit fitter, then we turned to four week blocks. So we did three weeks of a set mileage and then the fourth week always drop back down again so you tend to do throw a race in there somewhere the races weren't really important this year it was just a matter of trying to do some races again and see what it was like to race so on that fourth week we threw in a few races of 10k here there or wherever and the mileage then come down to like towards the end there was trying to run in around 90 a week so if there was a race week we'd bring it down to 50 or 60 with a race in the middle. So it's key that then, the build up up to that, you know, when you start off doing 30 miles a week, like if you start off doing 90 miles a week, you wouldn't have got past the first week. Definitely not. It's absolutely not. Like, yeah. so, and the way you're able to do that, obviously listening to your body as well, isn't it? Yeah, oh, completely. Because, you know, if you're, hearing fati- if you're feeling fatigue or yeah. you know to drop back on the miles a yeah. bit or, but you are trying to, I think that's when I've got my best times as well. You're just trying to focus on building the miles up the best way possibly and you know and if you're feeling really fresh and you can kick in a speed session or yeah. if not that's key to really listen to your body on that definitely on that's that what the heart rate like every night mm-hmm. come in and just have a quick glance at it didn't go out of this and it was okay I didn't go past this because it only takes that one run doesn't it yeah that one stupid run in the middle of the week and, and all of a sudden and it has a domino effect as well it can not everything can yeah. It, like yeah completely and I suppose well, did you have a plan then coming from your coach or um, yeah, I talk to him three or four times a week, easy, you know, and if it's not about what we're doing, it's about just general talk, like how you feeling or whatever, but it's not, it's not major, I say he's my coach, you know, people get very hung up on this, I've got a coach or I've got this, he's, he's I kind of was one of my best friends, you know what I mean, we'll, we'll do it between us, it's not it's a matter of, signing board really, isn't oh, it? that's all it is, you know, and he knows at this stage, <coughs> let you at it, let you do it yourself. He'll ring you up and chat to you, what do you do today? That's okay. He puts mm. the trust in you too. Like if you're if you're feeling crap or whatever you know, don't go for twelve miles tonight. But whether you've got a coach or a signing board or whoever that person is, there's a lot of people are running now, you can ask people like Yeah. But I know some a lot of people use a structured plan to to yeah. get the magazine. Yeah. And they panic if they're gonna miss a run. Yeah. You know, and their legs are fatigued, they've done a run yesterday and or they've done a race which isn't in the plan. Yeah. And it's fatigued their legs. And listen you have to be careful when you're doing that, don't you? Because yeah. you change and your environment changes week on week. Like you yeah. take a heavy load on in work, 
yeah. or your family or it's about maintaining that balance all the way through it isn't Completely, it? Completely yeah because as you can't plan I don't I, week by week that's enough yeah. like because you, as you say things can hit you things can happen you get a cold you get sick mm. you know you have a family you have a job you have everything going on so day by day week by week if you get to the end of the week and you've hit your your half decent weekly mail it's happy days mm. we'll, go, we'll go again so at what point was the first punch moment then through that training block because like the half marathon was a phenomenal time like when you were when you think back to where you're at in March mm. and you're starting off slow yeah and like and you're building that strength up and you're doing a bit of speed workout there must be one run when you went out and thought Jesus that was that's starting to come back again um, or even no. a race like <clears throat> It was 35 minute 10k. Yeah, but I've still, I've come through both my halves and my full thing. I come through yeah. Dublin half and quicker than that. Yeah. Do you know, so I still don't think things are going alright, like, but I still don't. You're, you still think you're on that. Oh. You're still crawling up. I'm hunting to, to beat my PVs this year, like. Yeah. Definitely. So there's no, there's definitely no fist pump moment just yet, like. Yeah. Definitely not. And I want to. I'd like that. I don't think none of my PVs are extortionate, and I wouldn't count myself as. Do you know people say, "Oh yeah, look at this guy's running great" or whatever. Everyone's running great. You know, mm. you look at people the other day who ran four hours for a marathon. I said on the way home, those guys, I couldn't do that for four hours. That for me, it's easier for us to two and a half, two hours, forty minutes. I was done. That's me. Mm. Do you know? So, I think I'll set more targets. Yeah, I'll set more goals. I don't really know what yet, like, but. I don't, there's no way just yet that I've run the half, but to me, to me it was alright, like I run Dublin full, it was alright, it wasn't, I don't um, think it's been... Just know inside is a lot more. Definitely, yeah, so that's, mm. that's maybe that's why I don't, I haven't done anything so far this time and thought to myself, wow, that's good, I've left everything on the road and I've bait and I've ran the best I've ever ran. I was going to run the best out of around the other day, no matter what happened, because I'd never done one. So <laughs> I was knew I was coming home with some form of PV. But so tell me about the other day then. So the week leading up to it, then, mm. did you a lot of not a lot of nervous energy? Obviously, this is the week now you're tapering as well, which yeah. puts even more pressure on you. You, you can lose a bit of confidence during that week, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. I didn't. Uh, I didn't enjoy this taper week. People say about looking forward to it. And yeah. I'm enjoying this week more because I've been eating rubbish and <laughs> running less miles. But um, I, yeah, as I say, I was I was very nervous. Did you did you taper a week out or two weeks out, three weeks? A out? week. Yeah. A week. Um, I'd done my last long run. The Saturday before was it? I think, maybe not. Not even ten days before, maybe. Mm. Um, but we just done a nice easy 12 mile and then for 6 mile we ran it a little bit quicker nothing flying mm. just moved into the next zone to know that once the legs were tired at 12 mile we could start to yeah. shift a wee bit but the way coming into it it was just a matter of trying not to get a cold trying not to trip on the child's toys <laughs> the poor wife always like can I just sit on the sofa all week and watch TV? You know, and I couldn't think about nothing else the whole week. My nerves were racked. I felt sick. And again, I don't know why. I don't know what I was nervous yeah. about. Like, you know, but just trying to eat right, get plenty of fluids in, all the normal things. You know yourself, you've been there more than enough times. So what about the night, the night before then? How did that go? Again, lying up in the bed, staring at the ceiling <laughs> and running it through my head and being like, 
six minute mile is fast, isn't it? <laughs> God. And like, I run our mile 10 mile two weeks ago or something, and I only ran 57 minutes, and I was like, trying to come through the first 10 mile in, in an hour. Yeah, it's strange, isn't you it? You know, yeah, so I was, I was running everything through my head, you know, and you're running things through, people are saying Dublin's very hilly, and everything, everything mm. went through my head, everything and anything. So what time did you wake up at that morning? Uh, five. 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 Yeah. And what, uh, what do you have for breakfast? I had my porridge with banana, a bit of granola in it, and a bit of toast. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how, how, do you, how would you plan on going down then? Um, we drove down, well, a whole lot of us met here in, at, in Uri, and Was there many of you? Well, the wee brother was running as well. Yeah. So they had a car, my mum and that went down to watch as well. And then me and the wife were in a car. Dermot was driving in the car with a few RMA athletes in it. So you, you weren't driving? No. You were no. Say, you're conserving your energy? Just sit there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, trying to chase Dermot was, I would have been as well driving because it wasn't very relaxing trying to keep up with him. <laughs> but yeah, that morning we headed away, I think at half six or something. Yeah. Which, so when you arrived there then, <clears throat> and you're... You park the car, obviously, and then you're walking down. There's people all over the place, isn't there? Mm, yeah. You can tell with the marathon start line. There's all these, there's droves of people with yeah. their nerves and their vics and all sorts of things going on. Like, yeah. Um, how are you feeling then at that time? You're excited then. So exciting starts kicking away. Yeah, exciting, nervous, isn't it? Like, um, I think more nervous than excited. Because it must be great having your brother there as well. Because he's in great form. He's in great shape. Yeah. yeah. He's um, he's only took to it like. Yeah, he's only took it as well, which blows me away. So the first time I've seen him, well, I've seen him a few times because he has always wore the red foxy yeah. team dog top. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've seen him come down to Twin Peaks yeah. one day and he's behind Don Travers, but he's gone the wrong way yeah. where I was sitting taking photos. Like, Where's he going? And actually, he veered off about a quarter of a mile the wrong way. Yeah, because his watch at the end, I think, read 27 miles. So <laughs> yeah. We took the wrong line, whether he knows it or not. Don had come down the trail and yeah. he went off and he took the wrong line. He's about a quarter of a mile up the road and he had to come back down, so he did. Yeah. Um, but that was the first time I thought, geez, it's phenomenal. And I'm going to see you as well. There must be something genetic <laughs> there as well. I don't know. He's the same as myself. If he doesn't train, he pays on the weight, you know. So mm. people say you're naturally talented or it's in your genes. I definitely don't think it's in the genes. Because we're naturally fat people, <laughs> like, but uh, he's got a, he's he's determined little man, you know. He's there's there must be some form of talent in us somewhere, but he's just stubborn. He's stubborn and he's talented. I, the talent's hanging out of me. He's no idea how talented. Because Paul is. Pollock was saying when I spoke to him, he said it was only like eighty people from Northern Ireland actually broke sub three last year. Yeah, it seemed to be everybody I bloody spoke to after Dublin broken sub three yeah yeah and i was like jesus i really need to get my skates on here it's a big barrier isn't it it's huge like isn't it like but so when you're standing there at the starting line with him and they're just about to do a countdown or whatever and you're like right okay good luck marty (laughs) yeah and away you go how you how did the first 5k go um as i said it took off at the start and then i panicked with this whole first mile thing i thought i'm I'm down and how am i going to make this up and but for me, it was amazing. It was just amazing to see a race that, that so many people on the side of the road, strangers cheering you on. Yeah, you know, it's great support. Yeah, it? so I never even looked at my watch. That's the truth. I looked at my watch the first mile to see where we were at. After that, I never looked at it again. I think the next time I looked at it was 10 miles, maybe. Um, so because you, you were cruising up 10 miles? Yeah, definitely. We come through 
We want it to come through in 60 minutes and we'll come through in 59.02 or something, which in hindsight now wasn't mm. a good thing. But we were lucky enough, we had the lead women not far in front of us, so they had the car with the clock on it. So even though Gary was paying attention to the mile pace, I was looking at the car yeah. and like, look, there we go, happy days. And, but it all went so good and everything felt so... I just couldn't get over some of the points yeah. in the streets and the people. The weather was perfect, wasn't perfect. it? Perfect, absolutely perfect. And I can see now why people want to run Dublin at this time of year. Yeah. It's the perfect time of year. It's a perfect race, isn't it? Because you're training a bit, it's a bit warmer when you're training and then yeah. the temperature drops for the race. Like, it's exactly what you need, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than like, say, London, which is difficult yeah. because you're training through the winter. It's the opposite. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like 24 degrees and you've been training 7, 8 degrees all. Oh, yeah. Winter makes it extremely difficult. Yeah. So you talked about hitting the wall there, sort of like 18 and a half mm-hmm. miles. How did you feel? They had a new banner up this year, mile 20. Yes. How did you feel going through that? Well, How I, felt, you I, felt, I felt rough at 18 and a half, rough 18, 18 and a half. And then me and Gary had spoke about trying to hit 20 mile in two hours, which has you bang on. And Gary says, if you come through that 20 mile, you know, you get this bit of a lift, you're like, right. That's a big barrier, true 20 mile yeah. on pace. You've only six mile to go. So I knew Gary had gone. Once I hit the ropey patch, Gary had gone. And I looked at my watch then at 20 mile and I was two hours, 21 seconds or something. So I'd lost the 21 seconds. But so you're was, on your own now? Ah, there was people around me, oh, right, strangers, yeah. like I didn't know who they were, <laughs> what they were going to run. So I come through that and I was thinking, God, I'm still not, I'm not too far off at length, mm. you know. Um, and tried to sort of wipe out that we were way ahead of time at 10 miles. So I was telling myself in my head it only lost 20 seconds, but realistically we were a minute ahead of yeah. 10 miles. It makes a huge difference though, doesn't it? Like 10 seconds a mile. Like if you look how far you run in 10 seconds. Yeah. Like everyone always says don't go out too fast, but people think that 20 seconds isn't much in a mile, but it actually is a yeah. lot like, isn't it? I read someone saying that the night before, you know, hold your pace. 10 seconds a mile could ruin your race, you know. Mm. But on the day, like, I don't mean to be rude around, but you, you got to put your balls on the line too, yeah. like, you know. I had to I had to take risks as well, like, you know, mm. six minute miles, not shabby running. I was coming through in five, 52s and threes, feeling great. Mm-hmm. So why why sit back? You're, you're still going to go through the patch yeah. anyway. Do yeah, you, know what I mean? you, might, you might have went 20 seconds slower and still felt like that. Yeah, yeah, really, like, exactly. Nice. So it was a matter of just putting it on the line and going right but look at I'm feeling good I may as well take advantage of this so the good thing about Dublin is you hit sort of that 20 20 half miles and there is a lovely recovery yeah then isn't it it's yeah. quite a glide back down yeah into the town isn't it yeah and the sport that was there like did you really draw the energy off that unbelievable I couldn't get over it honest to god at one stage Gary turned and he was like I told you you would love it he must have seen him in my face it was <laughs> just eyes wide open and I was like this is crazy Absolutely yeah. crazy. So what did you feel? Fuel on the run? Just gels. How many um, gels did you take? Three. I uh, know. I took three with me. And then when I hit that rough patch, I took another one. There was a gel station at mm. some point. Maybe it wasn't a gel station. Maybe it was just some guy with a bottle of water and a gel. <laughs> I took it off him anyway. And in the back of my mind, it was like, these aren't my gels. I haven't used these. What if this goes wrong and my guts go mad? I just took it off him. He took his whole hand and everything. And there was a little kid, a wee girl. She just popped out of nowhere, out of this crowd, with five cola bottles in her hand. And I just <laughs> swiped them off her. 
stuck two of them in my gums. And I was like, maybe these will get me the bill, I don't know. But gels, I just used, I took three gels, but planned on six mile, 12 mile, 18 mile. Brilliant. And I took those three, that was it, really. So mm-hmm. when you hit 22 miles then, how did you feel? Started to come back a bit, yeah. without realising. Um, as you said, there was a couple of slight downhills, which were nice. Mm. And then before I knew it, I looked at the watch, and I, started, I was back on 6.05 pace or something, 6, mm-hmm. 6.05, 6.10. And I was like, oh, this is all right. At that point, I was coming towards 23 mile maybe. And at 23, as you know yourself, you go up yeah. a wee bit again. So I was thinking 23 mile, I'm still 5k to go. And then I was looking at the watch and I was like, God, 20 minutes to get around this 5k or 19 minutes or something. I was like, Jeez. I think it was under, I think I had to run under 19 or 19 something. I can't remember now to get there in, in 240. And I remember thinking, hold on fella. 19 minutes is still a long time when you're feeling this bad like so I was coming round and the, 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 the pace was coming a wee bit quicker but I still had to be like be careful here because in the space of a half mile this could go wrong again like yeah. so I was, I was trying to I was coming back slowly but still goosed I was mm-hmm. I wasn't going to run so did you break it down into the last 5k so that power run you now you have to run 19 minutes yeah did it give you a bit more of a charge so do you think or was it just hanging on so sort of? It was hanging on because I remember at one point thinking, I've three K to go and at that stage you've what thirty-nine K done, but somehow three K seemed like <laughs> massive, massive. And I remember thinking, three K, that's such a long way, this is gonna take me X amount of minutes. And forgetting the fact you've just run thirty-nine of them, you know, this three K just seemed like it was it was never gonna end. That, that last mile, like it definitely feels like two miles, doesn't it? Massive, massive. And it was amazing too. I was seeing people drop out at 24 mile, 25 mile, yeah. 20, 25 mile. Like, and in my head, if I ever saw someone before I'd done a marathon drop out at 25 mile, I would say, what is, how? And in that, in, in that moment and seeing someone drop out at 25 mile, I was looking going, I wish I was you. You're the sensible, <laughs> you're the sensible one here. And I really, really wanted to break 240. Like, so when I come up the line and seen that, I was like, ah, just get over the line at this stage. Like, mm. So you didn't really get that euphoria you so hoping in four No. How many seconds over? Twenty-six. Twenty-six seconds, like one second a mile. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly the best thing happened, I suppose. Your coach is so. right. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Because I, I might have I might have said, right, there you go. That's what I wanted, yeah. that's what I got. Marathon, see you later. So what do you think like is there anything there that you sort of took away from the marathon that you learnt? You thought, mm, maybe you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, just to behave and if you set out it I read it so many times. If you set out a target time, like go off it, you know. Yeah. If I had it went off the six minute mile and come through ten mile in sixty minutes rather than fifty nine, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. I would have come through in sixty and still the exact same thing might have happened. I made around two forty one. You know, but definitely everything else in my eyes went perfectly. So do you feel drawn to it then? Do you feel drawn to the mark? Are you hungry for it now? Yeah. What's your next marathon? I don't know because we sat on the, <laughs> sat on the sofa last night and after Dublin, I said to the wife, I was like, no, London, no way, no way. Imagine training for months and then you get to London and that morning they tell you it's going to be 25 degrees. Your, wind, your time has to go out the window. You have to forget about running fast times. And last night, something come up about to get a championship entry into London, you need to run sub 245. So I clicked in and I was like, all oh, right, here we go. And I was like, right. 
So word from London is here, he's sub 245, you've got a championship entry or whatever. I says to Michelle, I was like, what do you think maybe? Do you know, we could give it, and she says, I thought you said that could go wrong or it could be a bad time of the year or whatever. So today I was sitting and working, I was thinking, hmm, would it be a good idea? Maybe not. I've already entered Dublin next year. Yeah. So if my entry in for that, that, I would like to make that my every year thing, whether I'm running 10 Ks, whatever. It's such a festival running, isn't it? It was amazing. It's one of the best mm-hmm. things I've ever done. It doesn't matter if it's six hours, seven hour running, like just the whole way through whole that. No, I really no. I haven't looked at it. So it must have been a great evening for the two years because Marty as well. It was great, yeah. And we both stayed in the hotel, but sure, we had four pints each and we were sleeping. That was us done. (laughs) You know, we had these big expectations of a night on the tiles and we're going to do this and do that. Four pints gone. That's brilliant. But it was great. I I loved it. Absolutely Mm -hmm. loved it. You know, and I am. I'm champing at the bit to to get going at another one. Like, and you think should I go soon because you have that. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. I always think it'd be great to have a, a local, well, not even a local, but a race in Ireland that was a fast course two weeks after Dublin. Yeah. Because there's so many people that have built that up and there isn't anything else behind that. Yeah. You've got Clonakilty Marathon in five weeks' time, but it's hellishly hilly. No good. And um, <laughs> it'd be a great idea for a race to have it two weeks after that. You yeah. Could, you can go and throw your cards back down you on the did, table again. Yeah, if you didn't get how you yeah. wanted I don't know no we'll change around now before the marathon I said I was looking forward to being over so I could focus back on 10k's mm-hmm. and a few shorter things like so I have I've put my head now I'll, I'm going to go with the city now in, in a few weeks and see how we go okay, and then again try and target towards Armagh again in February so it'll all change now to shorter stuff Michael thanks very much thank That's you great. very much thank you <laughs> gentlemen thank you appreciate mate. it Love this podcast from Michael, a great inspirational comeback story. He's an exceptional talent. I love his hunger to succeed, never setting him for anything else other than hitting his target time, which is a great attribute to have in sport. Before I leave, our main sponsor, Born to Runs Winter Series, starts tomorrow in Minneburn. Looking forward to seeing everyone there, so make sure you say hello of our paths cross. Until next week, stay safe and keep on moving.